Hello, you're very welcome to episode 17, uh, season two of the Two Hands and a Hurl podcast. My name is Robbie Mansfield. I'll be hosting today. And I'm joined by a pair of lads. Basically, you know, they're kind of like the Irish weather. You just don't know what, what you're going to get. Uh, every day they kind of, uh, they're a little bit different. So it's TJ Mills and uh, Mr. Dreamy Leamy, Liam O'Neill. How's it going, guys? Good times, Robbie. Any, any crack, boy? Ah, no crack. Uh, I just got me out my grass, front lawn cut there. So I'm, you know, happy out. It's looking absolutely perfect out there. So just looking out there. Yeah. Do, do you wear those uh, dad shoes or those? Oh, yeah. I have special dad runners for, for oh, cutting yes. the grass, man. You are, they're like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> they're as stained as Anthony. They're like just, they're, they're war white, but they're as green as uh, Anthony now. So. Green marks. I should look, that's how it's done, man. That's it. That's what the, the dad life is. You have, yeah, I don't, don't have the collection of them all lined up, New Balance, or what are they called? The, yeah, the, the, dad the, ones. New, the New Balance dad collection. Yeah, there's the ones where they're like the ones that are like the going out ones, and then there's the, the ones for cutting grass and stuff. Yeah, and they're just oh. lined up in a, in, a, in a queue. Just just when you're on about shoes, there was sick and yesterday. I got these bargain Adidas <laughs> uh, golf shoes. And they fitted per- me perfect. I say when I got them about four months ago, tried to put them on my feet yesterday. They would not fit. Absolutely. How are your feet growing? <laughs> I don't know. I genuinely don't know. I, I was kind of thinking, do you know that saying big feet? And then I was thinking, nah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I say, I think they're, I looked them up and I bought them. I think they're worth about 120 euro. And I got them for a tenner on an auction. And they went out playing golf for the first time in a year yesterday, and uh, bastards wouldn't fit me. So delighted for you. <laughs> <laughs> I know I just get what, sympathy, Liam. <laughs> just, well, you got a bit of sympathy for me because just while we're on the subject, uh, as we've been in lockdown, my, I, my son is twelve, and he got to wear like a really expensive pair of football boots uh, twice, and he's already outgrown them. He's uh, twelve, and he's like. Um, what is he? He's like a size nine already. So I don't know. He's going to have massive fucking uh, canoe shoes anyway when he's older anyway. But anyway, Jesus we'll move on, guys. Uh, so we're going to talk about uh, just a little quick mention to uh, Katie Taylor. She is uh, still undefeated. She's still undisputed. Absolute queen. Uh, is she Is she ever going to be beaten, guys? What do you think? Never. No. <laughs> Fair no. enough. And TJ, did you watch, watch the, the boxing match last night? I did, yeah. Um, it was one of the best boxing matches I've seen in a hell of a long time. I really won't lie. Natasha Jonas um, was what been beaten, I think, by four rounds to four rounds to one, and then she just came right back into it. Uh, I think it finished up. I was I was kind of scoring it. A friend of mine wasn't able to see it, so I was texting him the texting the the results of each round, and I had it about. I think I had it a draw. Uh, after one stage after Taylor going ahead and are going so far ahead but she finished with a calamity like and she's just a legend there's no way of summing her up any better she's just a legend like I think she will retire before she'll ever be beaten because um, I, she won't want to go out on the loss but there's still a few fights I say to be a rematch there uh, with Jonas I say in about a year 18 months time yeah, fair play to her. She's uh, brought women's boxing on loads. Uh, so I'm going to just move on quickly, guys, to the uh, the rugby. So a uh, massive game today. So probably when this podcast comes out, uh, everyone will kind of know the results. So it'll be kind of interesting to kind of 
hear what you have to say about uh, how things are going to go because uh, people are going to know whether you're actually talking shit or you're actually talking the truth uh, by the time this is out. So just quickly touch on the game yesterday. Two lose, uh, two moments of magic, uh, won them the game. Uh, tough enough game, uh, played in the rain. Um, to lose, obviously, a strong team will be difficult in the final. Who do you see winning this one today, Liam? Uh, Leinster or La Rogel? Um, look, it's a fucking, it's a country one to call, to be honest. That's because, uh, you know, in fairness, um, La Rogel, you know, it's probably their first time here in fucking ever. Like, so um, it's going to be interesting to see how they deal with the pressure of it. Like, obviously, Leinster are going to be that bit more uh, comfortable when it comes to the higher state games. But, um, you know, La Rochelle, they play a fierce open game. So um, either way, there's, there's going to be tries for both teams. Um, I think it's going to come down to whichever uh, whichever team has the better defence. And throughout every tournament so far, I think uh, Leinster have a better defence. Uh, you know, they're, they're just solid when it comes to every aspect of the game. I think La Rochelle, they might fall down a small bit when it comes to defence. Just they play... They play such a game. It's like uh, it's like Southern Hemisphere rugby, you know, where it's all open, it's all offloads, it's it's everything like that. It's everything you love to see in a game of rugby, you know. So um, I'm just I'm not sure how well they can uh, defend against uh, Leinster. So um, I'm, I am I'm going to give it to Leinster, but I'm not going to give it to him by much. I think it's going to be a very very tight game. Both teams are probably going to score upwards of three or four tries, like. So um, it's going to be a very, very tough game and hopefully uh, a very interesting game. So uh, I think as soon as we're done here, I'm going to pop on to that and, uh, you know, drink to my heart's content. Do you think uh, not having Ross Byrne at 10 or having Ross Byrne at 10 is going to be a major uh, factor in the game, TJ? Yeah, I was actually just thinking that when um, Liam was talking there, I agree with everything Liam said. Um, it's kind of... It depends on what kind of Leinster side shows up. We know Leinster's consistency, but I mean, last weekend against Munster, I know we were saying that they were kind of had one eye on this game, but they only really had two kind of high intensity games in the past month or so. So it'd be interesting to see how that could affect Leinster. But then looking at La Rochelle, I mean, Ron O'Gara's there, he's going to bring some passion to to that game today. So it's a matter of, will the nerves get to La Rochelle? As Liam was saying, this is the first time they were ever in this stage of the competition in their history. And Leinster then being the kingpin. So it's kind of the, it's kind of the tail of the underdog. If Leinster show up, with the experience they have. Um, going back to what you were saying about Ross Byrne, um, Jonathan Sexton were on about should he retire, should he say, or whatever. This game's kind of made for Jonathan Sexton. I know I might sound a bit of a hypocrite here. I was saying maybe they have to go, but Sexton has the experience in managing the real important games. You look at him with Ireland against New Zealand, a couple of times in the past few years when we beat New Zealand. This is the kind of the same thing again. Now, if Byrne has a terrific game today, this could really set Byrne up for the rest of his career. So it's hard to know. I won't lie to you. I think Leinster will win. But if they're off form a bit, La Rochelle could punish him. And that's, that's the fear I have. Have they the real test 
coming up to this as La Rochelle would have had. And I mean, French rugby's league is a superpower. So that'd be the worry I'd have. But in saying that, I'd fancy a, a tight enough Leinster win. I just want to say I have zero worry of Ross Byrne in at 10. I'd be a lot more worried if Sexton was there because he has had no form in the last while playing with Leinster. I think Ross Byrne commands the Leinster uh, pack a lot better and he's a lot more chemistry at the moment with the, the Leinster backline. So I I think Leinster will be a bit more comfortable there with uh, Ross than they would with Johnny. I know Just on the experience one that uh, Ross Byrne is actually winning his uh, 100 cap for Leinster today. Yeah. I know it's probably like he probably hasn't played in all the massive games or whatever, but he still has like a, a good lot of experience there uh, to hopefully carry keep Leinster going. And I think that probably Ireland would miss Sexton more than kind of Leinster will, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I know. Sorry, I just clarify one thing there. And I know I have full faith in Byrne, but I just have a worry, as you were saying, he has a load of caps, but this is the <clears> first <throat> real big test that he would have. And that's the only worry I'd have. I mean, Sexton's tried and tested, but I, I wouldn't have fear of Byrne in the, because I have faith in him. But it's just, I, I, Sexton can manage a game better, but I'd agree with Liam. I mean, in the build-up to it, I mean, he had a good campaign for Ireland in the Six Nations, but for Leinster, he's after missing a good bit. So, yeah, I'd agree with Liam there. Just one question before we move on from the rugby guys. Um, uh, more for kind of Liam because he's a kind of resident kind of rugby guy. Um, do you think there's any Leinster players that could um, change kind of Warren Gatlin's mind uh, today with uh, kind of squad selection or would kind of put themselves in with a shout of kind of uh, getting on a plane to South Africa? Ooh, I don't know. I don't know. I think like no matter what, every Leinster player is going to going to want to stand up here. So. Um... Yeah, I think they all have a shout there as well. Like so, but to be honest, look, I, I don't have a straightforward answer to you. Um, maybe Porter off the bench, but um, like that's probably about all I can see. I like at this stage, I would nearly like to see Porter start ahead of Furlong and Furlong come in off the bench with a bit of kind of something different in terms of what a prop can give, uh, you know. And then he'd know he has twenty, thirty minutes to to just shine and flourish uh, but like I'd nearly rather Porter start because he's he's better starting on the pitch and knowing look I have a good 50 or 60 minutes in me and then I know I, I, I can be subbed off and you know I think uh, Furlong would be better there to come in 20-30 uh, minutes left and just give it absolute fucking welly like you know uh, that's yeah, about all show. yeah it's Porter that's about it lads yeah good good show so um, we're going to bring our, our rant of the week forward uh, to the kind of second uh, item on the on the agenda here. So uh, TJ, uh, the Camogie Camogie players they kind of voted um, overwhelmingly in kind of in favour of kind of uh, a particular way of doing the season, and to kind of have been overruled uh, by the Camogie Association. So, what kind of what's your kind of view on it? <laughs> Uh, I try and or did I set, as, you, I set you up to fail with that answer that question there? Sorry, I, I try and stay as calm as I possibly can over it. I just think it's another shambles. I won't lie to you. Um, it's setting club against county, but it's also setting other sports against clubs as well. And just to explain the way the GA is running this year, they're having the split season, the inter county starting first, then you have the club. 
ladies football voted yesterday the exact same way. You have the inter-county action first, then you have the club. Um, I won't say per usual, but Camogie Association decided differently that they're having the inter-county league, then they're having the club championship, and then they're having the inter-county championship. Now, that that survey that was put out was also put out to um, coaches as well, uh, people's uh, opinions were sought as well as, as as well as the players, and I voted for the split season straight up, saying it straight away. Now, the survey result that came out the other day was 82% of players wanted a split season, and all counties, bar one adult team, wanted a split season as well. So you take for if anyone else you say fair enough, that's a split season. We go with that. No, not in Camogie Association's eyes. Now, the reason why I'm so pissed off about it is there's a risk for the minor Camogie Championship again. Now, anyone that understands GA and Camogie, you can only play minor for around two years. So last year, the some minor inter-county sides only had one game. Others were lucky enough to have two games. So for an inter-county minor player's inter-county career, they may have just played one game. Now, I know the pandemic was there and that impacts on it, but the implications of the Camogie Association's decision not to go with split season is putting the minor championship at risk again, which I think for the promotion of Camogie is absolutely shocking. Um, the reasoning behind it is they are a fair slippage in from Camogie to other sports. I mean, the best example is one of the greatest players for Claire Camogie over the past few years was Emer Considine. Emer Considine is one of the best players for the Irish ladies rugby team now as well. So by making decisions that has players having to choose between their club or if they're a dual player choosing between ladies football or camogie is only going to make the decision or the draw to other sports higher. Now, there's also another thing there, and I won't drag on anymore because if people aren't interested, don't, but there was a fierce issue between ladies football and camogie over the impact of the dual player. You could have one player, say, for example, the Cork ladies footballers to be playing on a Saturday and a Camogie game could be fixed for the Sunday or even at the worst time of a Saturday evening. So you could have a ladies football match Saturday afternoon and then a Camogie match or vice versa. And it's just doing nothing for the promotion of the sport of Camogie. And people can argue it and I have no issue with debating anyone on it. But unless the decision's reversed, it's just going to put more of a hammer blow to people that are kind of edging away from the sport. And I just don't know. I, I could rant on for the next 20 minutes here, but there's absolutely no reasoning behind it. The Camogie Association's excuse is that they're trying to get more Camogie out there. But if you're an inter-county manager, you're not going to be happy with players playing with their club because of the risk of injury going into an all-earned championship campaign but if you're also a dual player you have to choose between representing your county or playing camogie with your club so 
I can't see any reasoning behind it and I can't see any logic behind it either. Seems like they're kind of uh, shooting themselves in the foot on that one. Uh, I won't bring you in on that one, Liam. Uh, I don't know if you have much to say on it, but uh, I think we'll just move on to uh, another topic I want to bring up, which is uh, drinking bans and drinking bans in GAA, the way it's kind of quite a, it's quite a prevalent, so the GAA season is starting back, it's quite a prevalent um, sort of thing in the GAA, whereas uh, you were telling me before, like in rugby, they kind of have a pre-season where it's kind of no drink, and then it's almost like the kind of, the management and coaching structure have the kind of, they recognise the maturity that's there with the players, that they can kind of go out and have a few beers after a game, and it's not like the kind of, uh, the end of the world or anything like that. So do you have anything to say on that one? Yeah, all I want to say, right? <clears throat> Sorry, all I want to say is um, you are not going to get a single GA player that is off the beer now because pubs, <laughs> pubs are just opening up for the first time in like since Christmas, basically, yeah. So like the outdoor dining and drinking or whatever. So that's that'll be what, six months? My God, if you can get a GA player to stop drinking because they're, they're, as you said their season is coming back around now as well if you can get a GA player to not drink after the pub is being closed for six months lads I want to shake your fucking hand but um, <laughs> nah fuck it yeah I don't know how many times I have to say that I think drink, drinking bands are fucking stupid so um, like obviously after a game you know go out eat, eat, what, eat whatever the fuck you want you know you've just given absolutely everything for in hurling it's what 60 or 70 minutes in rugby it's 80 minutes you know so you want to fucking refuel yourself but then at the same time you want to be able to have fun and uh rugby there's a massive emphasis in rugby of uh kind of the social aspect to to the sport and i think that's why you will get a lot of people kind of uh switching into playing rugby like i know one of my mates didn't start rugby till he was 28 and, uh, you know, he would have been hurling kind of up to then. He was like, uh, the first night, the first game he played, he was like, uh, oh, sweet, yeah, yeah, I'll see you, see you Tuesday, boys. And they were like, no, 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 no. We're all, we're all going out, man, yeah. He's like, what? Yeah. We're, we're, we're in season. He's like, yeah, it doesn't matter. You are. We're all, all going to have a few beers. You know, like it, it fucking blew his mind that like we, we'd have a few drinks during season. Like, you know, there, there's absolutely zero fucking evidence to say that having a few drinks uh, one day at the weekend after a game is going to affect your performance in seven days. So, um, yeah, these drinking bands in Harlem, lads, fuck off. Get them out of me, Vale. Do you think, TJ, that kind of maybe from the GA perspective, the logic is that, say, like the rugby lads are big, massive, brutish lads who, like, if they have a few extra pounds on them, you know, it's no big deal because you're going to be crashing into lads and it's probably an advantage. Whereas in hurling or football, you need to be like lean and mean and like absolutely like fit out the gate. So do you think, do you think there's any logic to the, the drinking ban uh, side of things? Or would you kind of think that there should be a level of kind of, uh, you know, account or like kind of responsibility put on the players and it not be like a kind of a, almost like a juvenile thing where they're kind of banned from having a few drinks. Now, I'm conflicted on this one because I have a personal <laughs> view and a professional view on it. Um, okay. So you'll have one, one view for yourself and one view for your players? Is that what you're saying? No, not really. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I'll clarify it. 
Uh, I'm going to be involved with a club team this year and I don't want to say anything just in case they're listening. <laughs> <laughs> so I just clarify that straight away. I have a funny story to tell at the end if I have time. But um, like I agree with Liam. I have no issue. I mean, if you're a week out from a county semi-final or a week out from a county final or a real knockout championship game, you'd hope that the player would have the responsibility to say here... <clears throat> <clears throat> I'm not going. I'm not going going to go on a bender. It's as simple as that. I mean, the week be, say a couple of weeks before, yeah, there's no issue. I mean, you'd you'd run it out for you in a, a less than one session. And but it, having it a few days beforehand, I mean, there's a funny story going around about Offaly footballers in 1982, where I I can't think of or Eugene McGee was saying their lads in there didn't drink for a week, like. I mean, it's but yet they went out and beat Kerry in the ninety two in nineteen eighty two All Ireland. Now, you you would you would hope that there is responsibility there among the players to say here. I know what my limitations are. I know the hard effort I'm after putting in the hard yards. I'm not going to all piss it up against the wall for a kind of a one time session. Um, now, there's successful inter-county managers. I know Liam Kearns of Tipperary allowed players to go out for a couple of pints after winning a game. And that worked as a team bonding session. The players gelled and they had good results after. Um, There's a player, I'm not going to mention who or where they're from, but they had a real important game. And I had a few pints with them before, I think the week before it, and they had went out and had an outstanding game. And, I mean, it, it's a matter. I mean, Colm Cooper, a carry, it was, uh, it was high profile there a few years ago that he was reprimanded by the carry management for going out having a few points. There's no issue with that. If you have someone that's in college and they go on a two, three-day bender or something that they're in, say, a nightclub every, every second night or something, well, then you'd have to look at it that way. Um, the funny story I was going to tell you I was coming back from a game a few years ago I was involved with a, a team and I was asked by a certain person that was involved with another team I was in charge with could they go out for a couple of pints they didn't see a friend for a while and they wanted to go out for a couple of drinks i done what I shouldn't have done and I said to him here go out, say nothing I know about it, go out and have the couple of drinks and be sure to put the effort in and train the next day. What did the person do? Went back and spread it around to everyone that I gave permission and they ended up being, the permission being withdrawn, in other words. So it's a matter of just your own responsibility. It's as simple as that. And every player should... We're, they're not juveniles, they're adults. And if they want to perform to the highest level, they should know the limitations they have to put on themselves without Big Brother looking over their shoulder. Do you think uh, there might be a factor, Liam, that say because of because there is drinking bans, when when kind of players are allowed in uh, in where comments are, if they're when they're allowed to go out and drink, they just go absolutely like mad, if you know what I mean. And then that kind of it kind of creates a culture of they can only go out and go mad. They can't just go out and have a couple and just head home. Yeah, it, like 
it really fucks up uh, the drinking culture in GA. So uh, just to bring it back, you know, like TJ, you said about final, you know, like and not drinking up to seven days beforehand. Like the alcohol will probably sit in your system, or the effects of alcohol will sit in your system for about three days. So I, I in terms of GA imposing drinking bans, I don't understand why, like they do it to be honest. But um, <clears throat> like. Just with drinking bans, right? What they do is they're going to take away your ability to have a proper social life. And then they're going to give you a small window in the year to go out and have a social life. So I know if I was turned into that situation, I am going to go absolutely fucking mental for those two, three, four weeks that I'm given to say that I can go out. Um, in terms of what you said about college, like I'd have no problem with someone going out in college and then coming to play at the weekend because I college is probably the best few years of your life you know like in terms of you know you're you're going to go you're drinking you're making friends for life you're going to you want to have be able to have fun you don't want to be like oh your mates are going out to the you know to the pub your college night is Wednesday you know you don't want them saying no 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 I can't I have a have a game at the weekend you know I'd much rather them to go out have a social life and then come at the weekend or come to trainings and perform you know these, I, the way I see drinking bands is they are they're just creating a window for GA players to go absolutely mental, and that's why a lot of GA players or clubs or counties get bad names in terms of terms of drinking because they're only allowed, as you said, in inverted commas, to drink for what twenty days over year, thirty days over year. I like I think it's stupid. Whereas if you give the player the responsibility themselves and say, look, lads, game on Saturday, let's try not drink three days beforehand. You know, like they're probably working anyway, so they're not going to drink midweek. Um, we can go out after the game, eat whatever you want, have a few uh, respectable points, uh, you know, go to a nightclub, whatever, enjoy yourself, go home. Um, I see no issue with that. I, I see a lot of issues with drinking bans. Sorry. So just, the message is to go on, TJ. Sorry. I know it's just one point Liam made there, and I I do agree with him on it. When I mentioned about colleges, is you know if people are away, they can come back for midweek training because it's not feasible. And I mean, anyone knows the expenses system is is pretty pathetic in some sports, and um, so it isn't feasible for them to come back. What I'm on about is you you would hope they'd have the responsibility themselves that if they aren't able to come back training, that they do do their own training. That what I mean is that they just don't spend the college week, in other words, and not preparing for, say, the weekend ahead. That's that's what I meant by that. I mean, I, I had brilliant college sessions and I went when I was out of college friends were still in college and I went on sessions with them so I understand that completely but you you hope they would have the responsibility to say here my actions aren't going to drag down the team that's that's all I meant by that sorry so the message is to drop the drinking bans then overall yeah exactly yeah definitely 100% and TJ's, TJ's players this year can drink to their heart's content every week. Uh, no. I think that's, what, think that's no. what you were saying, TJ, was no, it? No, 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 no. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> There's clarification there. Uh, no. <laughs> no, okay, fair enough. decided among all management, I learned before. <laughs> Perfect, guys. So uh, just before we move on to uh, topic, uh, we're going to talk about kind of one more season of a show. I just want you to give... Uh, 
quick uh, preview or rundown of the Liverpool uh, Man United game, TJ. Uh, Thirteen points between them in the table. Uh, how do you th- how do you see this this game going? It doesn't really matter in the broad scheme of the league, but uh, obviously Manchester United and Liverpool is just a massive game uh, for English football and for a lot of Irish fans as well. So how do you see it going? Yeah, up to the last game that they would have played, um, it, it was a dull, tight affair. Um, Manchester United got dodged last time. Um, I think it'd be a dull, tight affair again today. Liverpool trying to strive to get the top four. Um, we, we had a hiccup there last week against Newcastle, so we have to try and bounce back. Manchester United really have nothing to play for, only pride in a sense. What I mean is I know they're second in the league, but there's no chance of them catching Man City. I mean, Man City proved yesterday they're not going to make any more slip-ups. So it, it's more a matter of bragging rights, I think, and Liverpool trying to strive to get the top four spot. Um, but if it was a betting man, I'd go for a nil-all, dull-tight affair. I was in a competition. I predict a solid score first. I know I'm never going to win it because I predict a nil-all draw, being honest. So so you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot there maybe with the, that bet. It's oh, a bit, no, a bit it, confusing there, the bet you made there. You're going to predict the nil-all draw and solid score. Yeah, I but, think you need to, a bit of help with your accumulators there. Okay, <laughs> I know this is uh, this, a uh, competition, a private competition. And the right. thing is, a draw wasn't an option, so I had to go with something, and I wasn't oh, going sure. to say a draw not an option. Jesus. How did you cope? How did you cope with that? <laughs> Just not to leave not Lima well. here. Uh, well. The black, the black country derby, or the uh, Il Clasico of uh, the British Midlands. Uh, West Brom and Wolves is on. Uh, I think it's on Monday night. How do you see that one going, Liam? West Brom already relegated. <laughs> well, doesn't fucking matter then, does it? <laughs> Ah, but it's for the pride. It's for the pride of the, the ah, black sure. country. Yeah, you, you can never judge a, a derby, uh, no matter what sport it is, because uh, even if there is you know, an underdog or a team that are set to be favourites, you know, both teams are going to turn up, so you can never call it derby. Um, but I will, just throwing I will, all uh, the cliches there, game of two halves and all this sort of stuff. Game of two halves, you know, it's all about the wind. The way it's Who wants it more? The sun, and more. If you're playing into the sun in the first half, all that crack. Um, let's give it a 2-0 to Wolves, lads. Give it a 2-0 to Wolves. 2-0. And a few red cards as well? Two, one either side. One each. Uh, so we're just going to move on, guys. We're going to move on to the uh, one more season uh, of a show. So it's basically a series that has kind of stopped uh, that you would just kind of really, really loved and you kind of uh, would like to have one more season of. Uh, so I'm going to go to uh, Liam first here. What's the Eight. series you've picked? Yes, yes. Um, my prayers have actually been answered on this one because, um, you know, there's seven seasons of it. There is actually another one being made now uh, after they said they were done. So um, I'm delighted here. It's Dexter. So um, if you haven't watched Dexter, I would definitely say get on that. Um, it's basically, he's a serial killer that kills serial killers. Yeah, that's the vibe. And he works for... The police. So he's a an investigator, a homicide investigator, or kind of blood expert kind of person. But lads, it's it's absolutely great. The first six seasons were amazing. Season seven was a bit disappointing, and now they're coming out with season eight now. So um, I really, really hope that season eight is uh, is unbelievable. 
and I can get in and binge that. I think for the first six seasons, I binged it in about two weeks. And in season seven, I think I watched through about half of it because like it just didn't it didn't feel like Dexter anymore. So um yeah, definitely get on it, boys, if you've never seen it. Yeah, I'll check it out. It. I haven't seen it actually. No, it's it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. What show would you go for, TJ? Uh, yeah, it be would have been in my was it last week or the week before? One of my top picks is Lie to Me. Um, I just love it. I'm still watching the third season of it at the moment. They only made three seasons. I don't know why it was why it finished. Whether it was cancelled or one of the actors pulled out, I don't know. But it's just brilliant. As I was saying before, it's about um, a kind of a. a body language expert I'm, i can't think of the proper term for it it, it isn't a parapsychologist it's to, mainly to deal with facial expressions and body language and that and along the lines of Dexter, he works with different uh, government agencies and private individuals and they kind of solve mysteries or whatever out for tim roth is in it and uh, kelly uh can't think for a name now i had it on the tip of my tongue but yeah it's a deadly deadly thing it started in 2009 and i think it only ran until 2010 2011 so i don't think to be any hope for coming back but i would love if they brought back light to me for another season anyway mm, it's a good show i actually must uh check out the actual series that are out, uh, already uh i was gonna go for uh seinfeld it's kind of an old show uh it's probably definitely no chance of this happening but um Kind of in a way, they kind of have kind of put put it that it kind of went out on a high, and that was kind of a good thing. But uh, I just think Seinfeld was just a classic show, and so many great characters. And my favorite character is George. He's like this kind of angry uh, little little bald guy. He's just he just his life just kind of going down the the tubes really. So um, it's always just great comedy, and just have all the characters just work really well with each other, and there's great side characters. And I think if they brought out another series, it would really uh, be really good. Um, yeah, and if, especially if they get uh, Larry David back involved, because he was he was kind of one of the writers for Seinfeld, and he kind of has his own show, Curb Your Enthusiasm, which if you haven't sh- checked out, it's just absolutely, uh, it's probably better than Seinfeld in a way. But uh, yeah, that was the one I'd go for would be uh, Seinfeld. Have you, were you big fans of uh, Seinfeld or no? Yeah, no. I would have enjoyed it now. Um, I was actually going to ask, weren't the 90s sitcoms deadly? I mean, the American sitcoms, the likes of Friends, Seinfeld. Uh, I would have enjoyed Frasier as well. I, actually, that's yeah, I coming Frasier. back, I heard. Um, it's on the stream, and I think HBO stream and have it. Um, I, I think they were better. And then the early 2000s, the likes of Scrubs and all of that. But the ones now I just can't take to at all I won't lie to you maybe I'm too yeah. old yeah probably do you, uh, do you like any current uh, sitcoms Lima? as a young person uh, of the group as the young person of the group not really to be honest no. um, as we know I don't watch much telly um, so is New Girl is kind of recent enough New Girl will be recent enough um, but like yo I've, I've finished that um, I've actually finished the community now as well so um not really watching that at the moment. Joe, I did watch it tonight, though, lads, and I gave it as my top pick the last time. I watched Run and Fuck oh, yeah. Me Pink. Fuck Me Pink, lads. Get on it. I like. I was I was tempted to lock my bedroom door when I went to sleep. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, like, that's yeah, not yeah. really a high bar for you, like, because you know <laughs> you're, you're uh, quite like, skittish anyway. To be honest, like 
I'm going to be honest, the, the trailer made it look a lot scarier than it was, but like um, the movie itself was a really good movie. There was that bit of a story to it. Um, I feel they could have put in, you're like, I think it was only about an hour and a half long. So like, I think if they, may, if they put in another ha- half an hour, it would have been an amazing movie. But, um, you know, there was, there was no kind of jump scares in it, but there was like, oh, holy shit, you know, come on, come on, get it done, that kind of thing. But, um, you know, it's it's a good movie, lads. I definitely watch it. So, um, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. cool. So uh, we've got a couple of minutes left there. So I'll just give you the quick rundown of the NFL uh kind of for our kind of roundup of the week so it was the nfl draft um the other day so kind of the thing that kind of goes on over a few days uh so it's kind of all the kind of players are kind of new players are drafted into the league and you have the worst team from last year gets the best player and all this sort of stuff so a few interesting kind of uh stories were that um this guy mac jones gone to the patriots so the patriots are looking for new quarterback after tom brady left and they kind of got a guy who is meant to be very like Tom Brady. And um, the kind of other big stories is the Chicago Bears, which are kind of a really good team, great defense. Uh, they got a really good young quarterback in Justin Fields. So they're going to be a real big team uh, for next year. But probably the biggest story in the NFL over the last few days was uh, Aaron Rodgers, who was the MVP or he's the, the best player in the league last year. Basically, he just kind of released a statement or he kind of it was leaked to the media that he's unhappy and he doesn't want to play. So the kind of an awkward situation that um, he's he's probably planning on sitting out next year uh, unless he gets traded to a different team. And if the team trade him to a different team, that's 40 million less they'll be able to spend in wages and stuff like that. So like neither neither kind of uh, neither uh, party is kind of happy in other ways. So, um, yeah. So if you're into NFL, uh, definitely uh, it's kind of interesting, but probably not for you guys, though. Probably not. <laughs> cool, guys. So uh, we're going to pop off. Uh, we're going to have a little break and uh, we'll come back with uh, some jokes and some picks and uh, some high ball. How's that sound? It just Sounds sweet, uh, yeah. Just one shout out, actually, uh, Robbie, before we finished. Uh, I don't know if you watched it last night, but I thought it was brilliant. Uh, the Ireland's mix 4x400 relay team qualified for the Tokyo Olympics last night. Um, they finished 10th. Or no, sorry, they finished fourth uh, in the competition to qualify for the relay in the Olympics. So uh, Phil Healy, Charlene Molesley, Thomas Barr and Chris O'Donnell part of that team. So I think it was a terrific achievement actually just before we finish as well. Yeah, fair play. I think, you know, sprinting is not really our thing. So uh, (laughs) fair play to them. Yeah, you did uh, very well to get that in the time that we had to do. So I think we'll uh, pop off now because we probably have about five seconds left. Good luck. Good luck. Right. So you're very welcome back. Uh, how was your break, guys? It was a shower and quick. How I like it, boys. Cool. <laughs> TJ's getting much better at the editing. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're only, <laughs> what, nearly, nearly 40 episodes in, you know, about time. <laughs> <laughs> practice. practice makes perfect. I'm going to be blaming me tools here because the old system I had was shocking, but I updated, so it's all good. Cool, cool. Nice. So uh, we'll crack on to the jokes of the week, guys. Uh, so I think Liam was ahead on the on the kind of thing we had on Instagram. So it's obviously been in- infiltrated uh, by people who don't know what good comedy is, to be fair. What do you think, TJ? You're, you're, you're only jealous, boys. You're only jealous. You can never pick up a win, huh? 
he has his campaign <laughs> team out there. Like, I mean, then when you come close, he double votes. That's that's oh, what yeah. I don't like. No, 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 fake no, no, no. Exactly. No, no, no. Careful, no boys. Look, you're only sore losers. You know, you're only sore losers. <laughs> show me a good loser, and I'll show you a loser, man. <laughs> All right, looking at one so in the mirror. Seems you're so in cocky the there, Liam. <laughs> show us out your joke there. First joke. All right, boys. I'm going to uh, build it in slowly. I told you off air that I have a few edgy jokes. But uh, I'm going to start off nice and simple and we'll, we'll work our way up. So um, first one, I'm trying to organize a hide-and-seek tournament. But good players are very hard to find. How does the moon cut its... Uh, sorry. How does the moon cut its hair? <laughs> hey, hey, you leave, leave it out. Okay, I'll try and say it again. <laughs> How does the moon cut his hair? He eclipses it. That's very good. Very topical with the hairdressers opening there. Yeah. So uh, the opposite to Liam there, I'm going fucking uh, in two-footed on this next one. Um, okay, so what's, what's the thing that uh, a thong and uh, Donald Trump's hair have in common? They both barely cover an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I missed the top trumps actually, but that's good. <laughs> oh, we should bring that back. We should bring back uh, Biden's one or something. All right, Liam, on to your second joke. My second joke. All right, let's let's do this. All right, what do you call a blind German? A Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was near. That nearly made it into my jokes, and it didn't. Nearly. So that, yeah, that yeah. Well, yeah, I, yeah. I just told. I just told you I'm building my way in. So uh, building, building in there. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. Like I like Nazi puns. To be honest with you, go on there, yeah. Teach. Uh, I used to be addicted to soap, but I'm clean now. <laughs> that's very good. Teach um, has some very good, like proper dad jokes, and then Mr. Bobby kind of. Yeah, yeah. The filthy ones. This this one, the next one is kind of a. It's a. It's not. It's not a filthy one. What's the fastest grown uh, European capital? What? Dublin. Every day it's Dublin. <laughs> <laughs> I actually saw that one and I was going to choose it. So sorry about uh, that, Rob. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I don't feel about it. So T or uh, Liam onto your last joke, man. All right, I have a. A choice of two here, but one of them is kind of bad, so I'm going to uh, go with the lesser of the two. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, you know, I, don't, I just don't feel comfortable saying it on air, you know. And you know, me, I, I always go for like my my bad jokes and my dad jokes, and it always works for me. So uh, I'm going to go for my bad, my bad, my bad kind of dad jokes here, and uh, let's let's do it. But uh, what do you call a white guy on fire? A firecracker. <laughs> Good, I like it. Go on there, Tej. I ordered a chicken and an egg from Amazon. I let you know. <laughs> let us know what. Which came first? Yay! <laughs> <laughs> okay, my last one here. Okay, what do peanut butter and hookers have in common? What? They both spread for bread. <laughs> 
Nice, nice. Nice. I had a couple of down those lines as well, but I just don't want to use them. I'm admitting no. defeat straight away, lads. I can't deal with the disgrace this week. I think your jokes are good. You just need to go a bit edgier. See, uh, I think we, I think uh, TJ is probably like th- this week. TJ actually stuck to the guidelines and he's gone with the bad dad jokes. Where you know, myself and Robbie kind of half. Well, I half went with edgy jokes and Robbie just two foot in. <laughs> edgy, edgy, edgy. <laughs> we put it out to, to the listeners the again. Joker. What? I'm trying to get my crown back as a joker. <laughs> Instagram is get, robbing me of that. So you'll never get it back from me, but. Sorry. No, I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. <laughs> we'll, we, put, we will see. We put it out to Instagram again anyway and see, but I have a feeling Liam's campaign team will be on that straight away. You're just Probably jealous. Not. You're just <laughs> jealous. I have a way. I have a way, though. I might be able to manipulate it that people can only vote for me. So anyway, <laughs> uh, I shouldn't have said that out loud. Okay, uh, so we're going to move on to the picks of the week there. Uh, so what are your picks there, Limo? Um, I have two picks. Uh, one of them uh, is an unbelievable movie. Uh, it is a bit of a tearjerker here and there, but um, lads, it's a, an amazing watch. Uh, the Peanut Butter Falcon. So um, Shia LaBeouf is in it, and he even praised it as his kind of turnaround role, uh, but not because of the movie, because of who he was acting with. He was acting with a young actor. I'm not 100% sure of his name, but the young actor has Down syndrome. Um, they are based in Louisiana, and uh, Louisiana don't have that kind of system for uh, dependent Down syndrome people um, or people with Down syndrome, whatever way you you say it or whatever. But um, he's put into an old folks' home. He was there for two, two and a half years, and he keeps trying to escape. One night he manages to escape, and he bumps into Shia LaBeouf, and... Um, Shia LaBeouf, you know, he's in a bad patch of his life. He's uh, um, kind of stealing fishing traps and your know, crab traps and that kind of thing. And then he sets uh, another fisherman's crab traps on fire. Uh, things start to go downhill for him. They bump into each other and they just hit it off, lads. Um, it's an absolutely amazing movie. If you haven't seen it, definitely get on it. Um, it's up on Netflix. So um, 100% get in behind that, the Peanut Butter Falcon. Um, another one is American Assassin. Uh, this one was just a bit of action. Just uh, get in there. I love the actor in it, Dylan O'Brien. He's uh, the main guy in The Maze Runner. So um, oh, he's, I think he's a great actor. He's on the up. Uh, so that's a great movie. But uh, definitely, boys, if you're going to watch the one of the two, watch The Peanut Butter Falcon. What's cool. it on again? Uh, they're both on Netflix. All right, cool. Yeah. yeah. Cool, 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 cool. And yours, TJ? Yeah, um, my one is on Netflix as well. It's an old sitcom, a British sitcom, and I just love it. And it's the first time I mentioned it here is Only Fools and Horses. And I just addicted to it. I love it. And I'm actually watching that, watching it here at the moment. And it's just brilliant comedy. So it's on Netflix as well. So there's no excuses. Second one, uh, I'm going to be a bit biased on because... It's a new radio station that's launching tomorrow and I'm going to be doing a show on it for the next four months. It's called Rewind. It's on www.rewind.ie. It's playing music from the 60s to the 2000s 
and I'm going to be biased and saying that it has terrific music on it, memories on it. So uh, tune great in if you can. Well. Yeah, they're great, great presenters, and then they have me Stoutcast. So uh, yeah, definitely check it out. No excuses, as it's online, you can get it from any part of the globe. I know we have listeners in America and Australia and France, Belgium, all around, but all it's available to everyone on www.rewind.ie. And uh, yeah, they're brilliant presenters on it, and it's definitely worth checking out. You've uh, you've heard it here first, Robbie. TJ is already trying to uh, steal our listeners. Yeah, he's already he's like, you know, <laughs> he's, listeners out here. Yeah, he's, he's going to leave us behind, go out on his own, you know. No, and, uh, he's going to no, take no, no. going to take all our listeners with him. <laughs> Do you know? Actually, I love the freedom of the podcast. I really do. So I'd never turn me back that way. So, uh, to the listeners' detriment, I'm going nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> That was a chance to get rid of him. And we couldn't get rid of we couldn't get rid of you. Uh, so as really quickly I go through my pick. Uh, it's just gonna be I haven't really been watching a whole lot this week, so I'm just gonna pick one of them kind of listen to it for a while on Spotify is uh, around the NFL podcast on Spotify. It's a good listen if you're into NFL, which you probably aren't, but maybe someone out there is in the on the in the world listen to us. Okay, so um I'm gonna move on to our high ball. High ball. Kyo, kyo, kyo. How advice, huh? <laughs> cool. So, question: If you could see into your future, what's one thing they'd want to see? Ooh. Do you want to come in on that, Liam? <laughs> um, fuck. One thing I'd want to see in my future. Um, Jesus, fucking hell, Robbie, this is a tough one. Um. <laughs> That's well, a fucking high ball, Liam. It's coming in on top it's of you. Ball, yeah, the question. Yeah. Jesus. I don't know. <laughs> Liam's letting it I'm go out wide. That, yeah. Like, you know, I'm one of them lads that I just like to live in the present. Like, you know, so I, I, ah, yeah. Would you fuck off yourself? Come on. That's the question. <laughs> fuck you. DJ, fuck you, you answer. I'm answering your question my way. Yeah? You asked the question. I'm just answering. But, can, uh, I, yeah. can I do a Robbie on this one? Can I get yeah, one clarification? How far yeah. into the future? That's all. Like fucking as far as you want, pal. Like okay, okay. I suppose like yeah, yeah. I don't know. To the day, yeah. Day. You can go as far as you want, really. But like, if you go like you know, a hundred years in the future, there's no guarantee you're gonna. Oh be no, here. no, no. I mean, is it like an interview? Is it five years timer? No, I, I get you now. Um, I'd love to see me being a grandfather. Uh, I'd love to have a couple of kids and looking into the future and seeing a grandkid on my knee and I tell them about uh, the podcast that was on 50 years previous. Jeez, that's a good one to be fair. Better than Liam's answer anyway. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have an answer yeah. for us now, Liam, or are you going to fob us off with a few uh, cliches? Uh, or... uh, yeah, I was going to fob you off, but uh, no, like you know me, lads. I tend not to look into the future. Um, Fuck. Uh, so I can't go with TJ's answer now. You know, he's already taken that answer. Hey, um, hey. <laughs> it's the one time I actually support TJ's answer. Hey. <laughs> it's been, what, 37 episodes and I've never supported TJ once. Um, well, we, well, we kind of like uh, use uh, TJ's clarification. Maybe we'll narrow it down a bit for you. So you don't have such an open question. Maybe like 
what's one one thing you'd like to see into your future maybe in the 10 years in 10 years in 10 years yeah. um that i work for myself i do i pick my own hours i do my own pts i work for myself that's 10 years that's me cool. that's a good one yeah 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 so, so for me i just kind of like to that. live I live in the present as well, to be fair. Oh, <laughs> can't take my answer, boy, huh? Robbie's yeah, on the fence. On the fence. I know. Uh, I suppose I'd like to kind of maybe see, like, maybe how far I get, if you know what I mean, how far it goes. I like, you know, I know it's kind of maybe, it's a bit kind of maybe morbid kind of knowing when you're going to go out of this world or whatever, but I kind of maybe like to see it, maybe. Would you like to see, see like, how- I'm not like, not exactly you, the circumstances, but like a like what oh, age, yeah. if you know what I mean. So then that, that, then that kind of gives me like a timeline. That was literally my question. I was like, "Do you want to see how you go having a heart attack on the shit or something?" No, I just want to see like <laughs> yes. goal, <laughs> ultimate goal, right there. Ultimate goals. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I'd probably just like to see like you know around like what age I go. So then, like it would kind of maybe if it was to be very soon, I'd kind of motivate myself to maybe live things a bit differently I suppose yeah so I suppose I put it that way but uh yeah I suppose like if you was kind of really soon you'd probably freak yourself out as well though so yeah you'd be hoping you'd be like really old <laughs> when you look into the future you know so fingers I crossed have, I have a I was I did have two questions but I'm just going to narrow it down to one um when you're going kind of morbid there would you like to visit your own funeral uh, nah, no, nah, I don't think so. I would, and I'd like to see if you two cunts would turn up. <laughs> <laughs> We'd be tapping the keg over in the corner, so they're no worry. <laughs> well, hopefully, there'd be no restrictions and we'll be able to go then by then. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. It could be like COVID fucking, I don't know, 87 or something in the future. Yeah, like, lockdown 87.0. We're still in lockdown, lads. How do I that funny one last year first going by number we'd be on COVID fifty-four, then the fifty-fourth version. Fiftieth <laughs> variation. <laughs> Did right, you guys will uh, let's just go yeah. there because the rugby's gonna be popping on soon there and uh Yeah and I think the points are calling me now boys so points are calling. Yo that could fun. be a new version of that song, the Danny Boy. The pines, the pines <laughs> are calling. <laughs> Right, lads, we'll have it out. Fuck. Have one poured for me, Liam. Nah, yeah, oh. I will, and I'll drink it myself. <laughs> You're on Fuck a drinking ban, Liam. Fuck off. <laughs> good luck. Have a good one, guys. Right, lads. Good, good chat. Same to you. Enjoy. Good luck. 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 Good luck.